Welcome to Uncommonly More with Stacey Harris. I am Stacey Harris, the CEO and founder of Uncommonly More. Uncommonly More is a contract marketing department for female-owned brands ready to build a bigger impact. Our team supports leaders who want to market with integrity and share their message their way. With a focus on people first, the team supports clients by building strategies that support growth. Essentially, we do uncommonly more. And here at the show, we're talking about podcasting and content marketing and digital marketing strategies and social media marketing and all sorts of other things you need to know now to make a bigger impact with your business, either on your own or with the support of a team. I think we should just get into it now though. So let's get started. Welcome, 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 episode 483. This is the third episode in our Marketing 101 series. If you didn't listen to the last two, I highly recommend going back to 490 and 491. In 490, we talked about why Marketing 101 matters for established business owners. We spent a ton of time talking about why in this episode. And I'm hoping that after listening to that episode, if you listen to it already or if you go listen to it now, that you'll be removing some things from your list because you realize you don't actually know why you do them. Or you just realize that you don't have to do them anymore because you don't like the reason why. And then in 491, we talked about those three questions. And that's where we're talking about what we're selling, who we're selling it to, and how we're selling it. Really tapping into our existing data instead of best guesses and estimations like we do in the beginning. Today, I want to talk about how we use that information to make the best marketing choices for you as far as channels, and then a little bit about making those channels work together. So I want to first jump in and talk about as you're reviewing those, how, how am I currently selling things? Those are going to be your priorities for your marketing options because those are already working. Let me say that again. Those are already working. So there's not a lot you have to change there, but because they're already working, they may give you an indication on what you can do to support them more. So it might be doubling down. Maybe you are killing it with Facebook ads. Absolutely killing it. It is getting people onto your list and through a sequence and converted. Magic Mojo style. Awesome. Where can you put more money in Facebook ads so you can front load more leads through that funnel that you know is working? Maybe it's referral marketing. Maybe you saw that how and it was a ton, a ton of referrals. Then you need to be looking at your referral strategy. And here's where we start talking about how these things work together. If we sort of look ahead to our pieces, we have to look at all of the pieces in a referral cycle, meaning the actual referral is important. So how do we ensure we get more referrals from our clients? Maybe it's setting up a referral system, an affiliate system, Maybe it is at as the close of a project, sending an email that just says, hey, I loved working with you. If you know of anybody right now, please let me know. Or you'll receive XYZ for each future referral, something like that. But also, and too, too often, we skip this. And I talked about this in a past episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. Really paying attention to our marketing and our social media as part of our referral system. The same is true for our podcast. If we know we get a ton of referrals, generally speaking, the place people are going to refer them to first is our content. And so you need to have a podcast that is built to nurture 
people coming in through a referral system. So it needs to be a lot of education about you, about the experience of working with you, about the process and the value and showing your expertise. Whereas if you get a ton of referrals to your social media, you're going to want to make sure you're repurposing that there. The cool thing is, and this is where we get into that, how do we make them work together? When you're utilizing these pieces, you can repurpose and break them down so that they are supporting each other. But again, we know all of these decisions because we already looked at what is already working. And so that's the first place we're going to go. We're going to go doubling down on our existing system. As an example, I know that this podcast is something that works for us. This podcast is something that comes up in every conversation with every prospective client because this is a really easy way to get a feel for what it's like to sit down and talk to me. It's a really good way to hear our production services in action because guess what? The agency produces this show for the agency. And so it's a living example. It is a living experience of the end product. So I know this is an incredibly important piece. So what do we do to support that? How can we look at ways that we can take this thing that works and build on it? We talked about doubling down already. Let's talk about how we could use a piece we know is working in other ways. So again, we know the podcast is working. How can we use this in other ways? Well, how else could we create this content? This is actually something we're going to be doing as we move into Q4 of this year. We can be taking these show notes and turning them into blog posts for third-party sites. Maybe it's LinkedIn, maybe it's Medium, maybe it's regularly contributing articles to a publication. Whatever the thing may be, we already know this content works, so how can we use it in another medium? This is something I've done with a lot of success in the past, specifically repurposing podcasts and putting them up on LinkedIn. It's been a great way to drive content, not just to the podcast, but also reach people who prefer to read versus listen. I can give the same value there. What's another way? Well, we can get more traffic to the content. So our Q3 project this year has been... SEO and how can we get better organic search traffic to the website? So that's meant optimizing some things. That means shifting some things. You will very likely see a shift in our show notes as we move into the second half of this year. Hopefully in Q4, you'll see some big changes coming to our show notes. More on that in Q4 as I talk about it more. But that's another way we can say, cool, this is working How can I support this with another option? SEO marketing, other versions of content marketing, sort of content marketing on other people's sites. What's another way we can work this? Well, when I or my team pitches me to go on other podcasts, often I talk about a lot of the things we talk about on this show, generally in a smaller fashion So recently we did an episode that I'll, again, I'll link to in the show notes over on Laura Shipman's show. And we talked about podcast myths and a lot of those myths 
were actually, in fact, each of those myths were content we talked about in a full-length show at some other time. For example, if you go and listen to that, you'll hear myth one is new and noteworthy, that you have to get on new and noteworthy. We have an entire episode of this show, an episode that does quite well for us, by the way, about why I don't care about new and noteworthy. So I took content and something that I already knew was resonating with my people, and I made sure I integrated it in what I was talking about when I was a guest on someone else's show. So when we pitched that conversation to Laura, we said we want to talk about the three myths, or I want to talk about the three myths. It's A, B, and C. And I know those particular myths will resonate because it's something I've gotten traction with on the podcast before or in conversations with clients before. Again, looking at actual data of what is already working and using that in more ways. And so the other way we can do that is we can turn this content into social media content. So if you look at the uncommonly more Instagram or my the Stacey Harris Instagram, we're starting to roll a lot of that out there as well. When you see value posts, they're frequently really abbreviated versions of podcast episodes, of content that we've already used, and already are getting traction with here. So again, we're using the data that this thing works, and then we're utilizing that thing in more places. And then the last part of this that I want to talk about is how do we make these things work together? Well, when we repurpose from one central place that we know is working, we end up very consistently showing up in multiple ways. You'll notice as we broke out this podcast working, we found out a way to integrate SEO marketing, social media marketing, PR, essentially, a version of it through other people's content and getting articles and other publications. So we just used a lot of different pieces of marketing to very consistently share the same message because it's all originating from one place. So this way, when people come to engage with your content, it feels familiar. It feels like your natural next step. It feels like you and your brand because it's consistently sounding and feeling the same. And oh, by the way, it's the thing we already know is working. It's the thing we already know we're getting a results with. And this is why the basics are so valuable for those of us who've been doing this a while, because we get to revisit these basics with not estimations, without best guesses, without, ooh, maybe I hope this works too, but instead with, oh, ah, real data, actual experience. And so we can do more with those basics. And so they're so much more valuable for us than they are little baby business owner us. <laughs> or, you know, I think so often about my first ideal client avatar that I ever created it was in 2013. I was in B school, which feels like forever ago. Which, to be fair, I think anything pre 2020 feels like history on a whole other level, ancient history maybe. But anyways, and I, I had no idea. I had been in business for two years at that point, and I still had no idea. A, because I was evolving into something that was different than what I had been doing. 
but also because I hadn't been doing this long enough to have enough experience to know. And so I was making best guesses. And it's continued to be best guesses until really the last few years where I've very consistently been doing the same thing, working with the same kind of people, and really refining it and perfecting it. But I wouldn't be able to do that refining if I wasn't continuing to look back at what was working, both on an ideal client front and in our services and how we deliver them, but also in how we sell them and what works in that process. So when you're looking at where to invest your time and where to invest your money, I want you to look first at what's working and then start prioritizing how you do that in other places. And how do we do that? How do we decide what the prioritization is of like SEO or email or content or PR or whatever else? Well, we go back to who are we working with? When we go back to the who, then we can say, great, how do they consume? Because that is going to create our priorities when it comes to those what's that we've already figured out, our possibilities. I know I'm saying who and what a lot, so I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to map this together in a way that makes sense. This is the time whenever clients work with me one-on-one that I like, well, certainly when back in the day when I had people like in my office with me, there's always the time where I get off the whiteboard and I'm like, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> I always feel like I can visualize it. So when we do backstage live virtually, even I, I use my iPad as a whiteboard and I can display it on my screen. <laughs> I'm always like, this is how, this is what I'm talking about. Anyways, unnecessary tangent. We're using that prioritization based on what we know about them and how they consume. So if I know my clients are spending a ton more time in a highly curated inbox, I want to make sure that my emails are on point. I want to make sure that my emails are valuable and my emails are impactful because A, they are curating their email inbox in a whole other level. A great example is think about you. When you first started your business, how many email lists were you on? No judgment. I was on a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm willing to bet the same is true for you. Versus now. I can count all the email lists I'm currently on, on one hand. Now they rotate. There are times I'm on some and times I'm on others. There are a couple that I'm on solid because they're more news sources. But as far as like potential service providers or people, you know, potential coaches, things like that, I'm not on very many lists at all because I'm, I'm very intentional about what I'm consuming. And I'm, I'm guessing the same is true for you and quite possibly your clients. Now, if you're working with people who are newer in business, that may not be as true. They may be signing up for more email lists. Then it becomes really important when you figure out that prioritization that you're going to be able to deliver something that stands out and above everything else in their inbox because there's a lot more noise in their inbox. And you're going to want to be supporting that with another piece. And so I wouldn't prioritize email until you have another piece that you can sort of one to it with. So being really aware of your social and your SEO, how can those work for you? So that's how I'm prioritizing my tasks. For example, this show 
and then social media and my email were all priorities for me ahead of SEO. Because yes, I do have clients that Google. Referrals and the podcast are the major way we get clients in the agency. And so I wanted to make sure from a referral perspective that the podcast was supporting them because I knew the podcast would work whether they found it on social or they happened to find it even though we were doing an only fair so-so job SEO-wise as far as its priority and the attention it was getting. So if they got there, then it was really nurturing them. So that's where I was paying attention to. Now we've got those pieces working for us. They're doing really well. So now I'm investing in SEO and getting that in place. If I had a local business or if I had a business that served a particular group or if I had a highly searched business, so maybe something super service-based, then I would probably have optimized for SEO much, much, much earlier, especially if you were in a really specific niche or niche, depending on how you like that said, then Googling is probably a way they're going to find you. I think a lot about this with my service provider specifically geared towards anything related to children. (laughs) Think about the moms up in the middle of the night or the dads up in the middle of the night trying to figure out how to put their baby to sleep. They are not scrolling Instagram to find you. They're not searching on Facebook. They are Googling, how do I get my baby to sleep? (laughs) Right? We've all been there. So SEO is something I would have prioritized sooner based on who my clients were. I'm hoping this makes sense. I'm hoping this is landing. What I want to encourage you to do if this is landing, but you don't want to do this alone, let's sit down and map this out together. That is what the strategy and support sessions, which are now officially available on the website, are for. It's a 90-minute session with me, one-on-one, just you and me. And it's a work session. This is not a consulting call alone. This is not a call where I'm going to sit there and tell you what to do when we get off the call. It is a call where, yes, we're going to be talking about what you need to do, but we're also going to be doing it on the call. So if you want to get in and say, great, my priority is getting my email list growing, really nurturing those leads because I'm seeing everybody have to come online during this pandemic. And so social is getting noisier or the election in the States is coming up and Facebook has always worked for me, but I'm seeing a big, big drop because people are spending more time in their inbox than on Facebook because they don't want to deal with their crazy racist uncle. I think we're all sort of in that boat right now. So I want to double down on my email list. Well, great. Then we'll start building out that email funnel on our call together. Then when we wrap the call, you'll get a full recording of the call. Plus you will have Voxer access to me, you and me in Voxer, just the two of us for 30 days from the day of that call. So you'll be able to say, hey, Stacey, can you review these for me? Hey, I don't know how to tell my assistant to organize these social posts. Can you help me format this in a way that's going to make sense to somebody besides us? (laughs) This is something we've legitimately done with clients for. Like, cool, yeah. Since we do this for clients, it's really easy for me to do that. Hey, I don't know how to show up on stories today. I don't know how to show up on stories today. I just need some encouragement. And we talk it through. Whatever it is, I'm there to support you for those 30 days. So if you are ready to do that, 
I only have a few spots open. We will be booking them out ahead. There will be a wait list that's gone up if it's already filled. I'll be booking people into September already. So I want to hear from you. I want to do this. Let's do it. Head on over to uncommonlymore.com slash services, and you will see a place to apply. If you are like sold and ready to take action, you'll be able to book your call right on that, the follow-up page to that application. If you're not ready, that's cool. There's also a link to book a call with me, and we can talk more about how you want to use this time and how it makes sense in your business or if it makes sense in your business. Because if it doesn't make sense in your business right now, I'm going to tell you not to do it. And I do have a standard just one-hour consulting call where we're not doing the work on the call, but we're talking through your questions. It's a great way to do Q&A. You still get a recording of that call. It's just not a work session. It's more of a consulting session. And there's no follow-up on Voxer. But maybe that's what's better for you. We can figure that out and get that booked. If you have questions, let me know. Respond to the email that told you that this episode was out because I'm assuming you're already on the email list. If not, DM me and we'll fix that. Or you found this episode on social, great, DM me and ask your question. Or maybe you just found this in your podcast player. Great, head over to the website and fill out the contact form. Easy breezy, baby. I will see you next week for the final episode of our Marketing 101 series where we will be talking about what tasks are worth delegating and what tasks are a not priority to delegate. All right, I'll see you next week. I want to take a second and say thank you. Thanks for listening to the show today. This is the start of a conversation. I want to hear from you. So come on over to Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever. If you're subscribed to the email, hit reply on your email and say, hey, let me know how the show is going to manifest itself in actions and implementation for you because that's really why I do this. It's just so that you can do things. I'd also love to get more people listening to the show so that we can push out the the negative marketing messages happening in the world and really override it with empowerment and people first focused marketing so that we can all be seeing the kind of marketing we want to be seeing and the first part of that is worth doing the kind of marketing we want to be seeing the second part of that is helping everybody else do it too and so share the show and of course leave a rating and a review for the show if you head over to ratethispod.com slash more m-o-r-e you will find an easy link to leave a rating and a review on a couple of different platforms, whatever platform you want to share it with. I would appreciate it. Really only takes a minute. Also, if you are interested in getting support from my team, sitting down and chatting with me, head over to uncommonlymore.com. That's where you'll find all the resources we talked about today, full transcript of this show and every show we've done before and all the shows we do coming forward, right? It's a great way to stay connected. It's a great way to find out exactly how we can support you. So your next step, of course, is to head over to uncommonlymore.com and I will see you next week.